Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host and evolutionary astrologer, postmodern astrologer of this astrological show, Talk Cosmos, and welcome. Thank you for joining us as we talk to the cosmos in all its dimensions and all its forms and its ever-changing manners. The moon, which is the moonbeam team this and this particular calendar day for July 25th, always looks at those energetic focuses because life does go through a cycle. We know this. We can easily look at the fact child, baby, toddler, young adult, adult, what kind of adult? Modern sociology looks at all that. I know I took a class once in the 70s and it said, hey, 20s, you made it, baby. And then I took it 10, 20 years later. It went, oh, no, no, no. The 20s are this, the 30s are that, the 40s, 50s, and then legacy and blah, blah. So we're always recalibrating and we're looking at cycles. And that's what the Moonbeam team does. And we're learning, I mean, learning to how to explore that whole concept. So we integrate different ideas within our panel that I'm so glad to, to have the commitment of joining me every month. And this particular one, we could encapsulate. We always try to figure out, you know, what is the, the, the message? There's got to be some kind of message. The big picture, the little picture, micro, macro. And it's push-pull emotions. Seems like almost couldn't that always happen? Well, yes, in this one, it does seem to. There's moments. Anyway, that was our takeaway. And I hope we will uh, see how and why and what path that's going to go into. These two full moons, actually there's three, not full moons, but there's a full moon, new moon, and guess what? There's going to be two full moons. So the first full moon was a couple days ago, July 23rd, at one and a half, you could say, Aquarius, 126, 26 minutes of Aquarius, right at the very beginning, kind of, okay. Then in two weeks on the 8th, there's going to be one in Leo. It's kind of the middle, about 16 Leo. So these are fixed signs. If you have anything in those degrees, it's going to be affecting you. For me, it's right in my chart. Yes. And then we have on the 22nd, just as the sun is leaving, another full moon at 29. So it's the very beginning and the very end. And the meantime, of, of shedding our full moon ideas of what has been lit, we have a birth, a birth of our new intentions. I know I've spoken a bit about it, but I am now ready to bring on the Moonbeam team. Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. 
I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, tarotist, and numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Camino Island, Washington. I'm Katherine Metcalf, professional astrologer, intuitive, and tarot card reader. I am very blessed to live my passion by offering individual consultations and teaching classes at a local college and online. I love to talk and write about the planetary dances and how we fit into it. I have been lucky enough to be featured on NBC, Cosmopolitan Magazine, and Huffington Post. My goal is to educate, enlighten, and empower you. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. Ah, yes, it certainly is. Again, thank you for talking the cosmos with us. And for those listening to us, we talk the cosmos. So I suppose we'll just begin looking at that first full moon that was a few days ago. That was um, at one degree and 26 minutes. And on the East Coast would have been 1037 in the evening. So in the West Coast at 737. And here where I am at 437. And that's quick. But if people want to jot down, because you can find it on Zoom, Google. Yes, anybody have some thoughts immediately that stand out that they wanted to bring up? We could. There's still time to work on your affirmations and your desires. Or no, this one's the full moon, so we're going to let go. We're going to release. Sorry about that. And the moon is encapsulated between Pluto and Saturn. So there could be some tough things that you've been working with for a while that you might want to release. Makes sense that we think... course we'd want to keep working on that go ahead Liz I'm a green (laughs) I mean Saturn and Pluto are not the simple change the clicker it's like where did the dirt come from I mean where did what has to how do we replace our skin when we've thrown it off well yeah and it could be restrictive and it's like maybe time to like not do it anymore or make plans to be able to release and get out of it but i'm sure other people have things to share too well i wrote about it the other day on uh facebook and or shared what i wrote on facebook and i had so many responses of people going ah i'm pulling my hair out it's so frustrating so i do think like liz said you know it's smack dab in the middle of pluto which is about death and rebirth so major change and Saturn, which is about restriction. And then, you know, the moon's opposing the sun to start with. So the moon in Aquarius opposing the sun in Leo, which is about 
me and we, right? Leo is always focused on themselves and Aquarius wants to think about everybody else, but there, you know, there could have been a challenge of what do you want to do versus what do I think other people want me to do? So, yeah. So I think uh, most people kind of felt the energy to be a little, uh, like you, what you, how you tiled it, push pull is perfect. And it makes this, um, it's called an irritation angle or irritation <laughs> rectangle. And you can see it, you know, here in this, this center here. So, oh, yes. Yeah. In fact, I could pull up the chart too. That's a good um, comment. Yeah. And then with Jupiter opposite Venus, it's like watch the sugar cravings you know it's like i've wanted some sweets and it's just like no i'm not gonna have any <laughs> ah i think i must have been born with that <laughs> <laughs> it well yes in fact no i have the wrong chart here darn it sorry about that because jupiter expands and venus does real sugar but it could be other things too it doesn't have to just be sugar so yeah and then Saturn opposite the sun, it's like the sun's wanting to bring things to light. And Saturn might be like, I want to restrict that. Maybe I don't want to tell you right now. Or I want to control well, what, what comes to light. Yeah, There is that, particularly with Pluto. And always a matter of trust. Always a matter of, um, because it wants life. But what's giving it life? And if something is... is a cautious, you might say, or maybe um, what's another word? Um, concerned that there's going to be betrayal, or it's you know that there's other manipulations afoot. Uh, you know, there, it gets complicated. The shadow gets complicated with that energy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I see that the there's just a lot of intensity, a big, almost a snap of awareness of where we've lapsed in our awareness of responsibilities or where we've um, been, you know, things that we are ready to acknowledge that is really important. But um, there's also with the sun and Leo is so strong at this time of year and it really helps invigorate our, our vitality and, and it supports stepping into who we really are and how we want to identify and take a take control of this um i do see that we're gonna get a lot more awareness of this as you know it, or we've been getting more awareness of this as this has been going over the weekend and i would say by in the next day or two when the moon reaches neptune we may get a really good spiritual download of an insight of how we can really bring better resolution to this. Oh, that's beautiful, Sarah. That really mm -hmm. is. That almost makes me cry <laughs> so, of gratitude. It's like yeah. there is a wave. I mean, here I'm on the ocean and, and you know, the rogue waves, there are the big waves. It's like, oh, the big wave is coming. You know, we can surf it. We, we can, uh, um, the cosmos, it gets about talking to us. So we are in this process. And it, it is true, isn't it, that a full moon, the energies, it's a 
a secular thing where it's waning maybe and it's waxing and depending how it hits our chart into that new moon. So really those code words that you brought up just in that last um, commentary, Sarah was responsibility. I thought, wow, that's a cute word. Like we're taking accountability, responsibility, always a reminder for myself that that's at least where I have control, right? I can adjust, which is tricky because here it's in consciousness with moon and emotional and structure with Saturn. And it's where, what are my attachments? I know I personally have been feeling that so strongly. Like if I get crowded for time, I get almost like I'm bankrupt, that bankruptcy feeling like, Oh my God, a crisis. And I have to, that's been my own personal awareness and um, telling my dear husband, <laughs> he listens a lot. And I uh, realized, wait a minute, I can adjust this. I'm not quite sure how, but now that I see it, there is another whole philosophy that if I can find out the rock, like what is the bedrock where that fear of, of, of a crisis, and I'm just giving this as my example, but it all relates because I think um, Pluto does engender a crisis situation. You know, when something is no longer functioning and you know it, you how do you replace that, especially when it's with your attachments of feelings that have worked for you? It's a story that's given you a lot of energy whatever it is. And all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but it seems like all of a sudden, once you see it, it's like, oh my gosh, this isn't working. How, you know, anyway. I we, mean, we actually had a, an, a real physical manifestation of this. Now that I'm thinking about it, we talked about it before we came on that I live in Illinois and it's like really hot today. This weekend, it's been really hot. And the day of the full moon, our air conditioner stopped working. And if you think about it, Aquarius is air and it's mm -hmm. a full moon. It's completion. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and, as you said, and it's the challenge of hot and, and cold, which are the temperatures of both the sun and this moon. And the moon. So yeah. Oh and my God. I'm living it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the network, uh, the, the electrical company you're saying wouldn't send people up to the attic because of the heat. So there you right. are. It's, it's and not the yeah. control, you know, the, the rules, the, the Saturn for all of it. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe when the moon comes up to Neptune, like Sarah was saying, we'll have a solution and some nice air conditioning running again. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I in wow. hot climates, I used to think if I had a little hat, like a, well, a fan on my head or else <laughs> water that kept dripping because it can, it cools you yeah. down. Yeah. Well, and with Pluto opposite Mercury, that push pull of how um, Catherine showed the chart, it's like, to me, it feels like on a seesaw, it's like, you never know where it's going to be. You know, it keeps move. It's in movement. And um, so if you don't want your secret spread, don't communicate it to anybody. Don't tell anybody, but secrets could come up and be revealed too. I mean, it works both ways. So it's, I, it's interesting and it has been chaotic. 
And then this lunar gestation cycle goes back to January 24th of 2020. So that's about, you know, when we were hearing about the virus and everything. So it's really interesting. So we're at that mid point of the gestation cycle, which again, takes three years. And so. And we're getting this explosion of um, COVID all from people that mostly like from people that haven't been vaccinated that are filling the hospitals. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I say. Now, before we go on, Sarah, I know that we all had this burst. All three of you went boom you know, <laughs> to talk. Do you remember what it was that you were going to? I just kept inspired? getting, the, um, you know, I was so pulled by this dynamic of all this uh, Capricorn and Aquarius dynamic that's opposing the sun and that um you know the god apollo and and um but i was really intrigued by i kept getting pulled into the story of janus and janus is um represented by the two-headed god that's a saturnian god that has the young face looking forward and the old face looking backwards at the past so um and you see it right here in this chart because um, Pluto is representing the past in Capricorn and Saturn is in Aquarius, really the future. And and, it, and Janus is considered to be a gateway god, much like Mercury. And mm-hmm. he carries messages from the mundane to the divine. So this is a really important time um, because we're also, this is setting up what we're experiencing on because as a gateway it's um setting up what we're going to be experiencing on the new moon on august 8th as the lion's gate which we'll we'll cover a little bit later so oh thank you so much this is really beautiful uh insightful guidance which i particularly enjoy if we're talking to the cosmos with the cosmos the antiquity of the mythology to understand how it really they sensed and saw it how we can begin to understand has real meaning for me i appreciate and, that yeah and jan you know there's been this argument whether chronos you know also the god of janus you know who was first was it the sun god mm-hmm. you know the, or you know or the the god of the sky and and there's been this battle of um okay but the image of janus is is said to have he has um in his and in one hand he's got the number 33 or 300 and then the other hand he has 65 which rules the year and of time which is also arguably um ruled by the sun (laughs) you know for light and dark so we're we're in this dynamic of this polarity and this split of having this communication of where did it where did this start and yeah uh, where are we going now (laughs) exactly and i a little bit further i'll mention then we'll just segue into that new moon that we're uh rowing to or going down the stream or whatever we're doing, however, it won't go into that, but that because it was the idea of Apollo and Cronus, which Saturn, Sun, Saturn, and also with Egyptian. So I looked that up and the Egyptians had, they called Saturn, 
their god of light, Horus, H-O-R-U-S, which, which is like the mm. hawk. It's great, um, whether it's a hawk or whether it's like the eagle and, and all the different great birds of many mythologies. And that, um, so it, it it is another distinction of this primal energy, as you say, that's, I had not even considered, but food for kind of thought. Okay, let's go into, is it August 8th? And I can, can bring we say the um, Sabian mm -hmm. symbol first? Oh, yes, yeah. go ahead, please. Catherine, go ahead. Yeah, so the Sabian symbol that I have for the two, which is one degree after. So this is, um, Liz was explaining this today. So this is the present time frame, right? Okay. So, and I think it's, it's perfect and profound for what we have been experiencing. It says an unexpected thunderstorm, a feeling of overwhelm, sudden surprise, and possibly fear. So inner strength and stability will be put to the test. So yeah, I'm feeling that in my house today. <laughs> And then after the shock, um, the air will be cleared, like when we have a massive storm, right? So um, try. I guess the message is we're supposed to try and stay calm while we're in the center of the storm. And that flashes of clarity and illumination are possible. Well, that relates to me and my awareness of what, what what's the crisis, you know, I mean, let's go on. All right, let's go on. Let's go it. And if anybody has any thoughts, go ahead. I'm going to try to share right now my screen. But this is the, and even if I can't, it's going to be August 8th and it is at 16 degrees and 14 minutes. So if you have it, you can certainly speak and they're conjunct. Um, Mercury's not far away in Leo is the seed time. Yes. So maybe we can start off with the Sabian symbol for that. And then we can begin talking as I try to find this chart. Okay. So you want to start with the Sabian symbol for the August 8th one? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Sounds good. So, um, that one, so the, the new moon is at 16 degrees Leo. The Sabian symbol that I look at is 17 degrees Leo, and it says volunteer church choir makes a social event of rehearsal. So that's about enjoyment of a gathering and each person is encouraged to raise their voice in song, uh, sharing the expression of spiritual joy, a sense of belonging and uplifting others through the community. But I know that, you know, this new moon has some challenges too, which I'm going to, you know, <laughs> leave to you guys uh, to talk about. Because, I mean, there's, we've got to. Go know, ahead and open it. That's fine. Yeah. T-square. Lead on. I'm... Well, well, I want to put, go ahead, put in there another thing about the Sabian symbol that the degree ahead of it, which they call the karmic degree, is brilliant sunshine just after a storm. A surge yeah. of life. So after the thunderstorm, which is very Uranian and very Aquarius, the degree before this one is talking about the storm. So I thought that was really important to add, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, this um, sun, moon conjunction, new moon, it's conjunct Mercury, and then it's opposing Saturn and it's um, T-squaring to Uranus, which um, 
to me, the T-square, you know, the moon square Uranus is, you know, it can be compulsive need for stimulation or excitement. Um, it can be rebellious energy, but it can also be uh, innovations and inventions. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out. Can and you see? There's, oh, there's also an air grand trine with Saturn, North Node, and Vesta. So it's like there's so much energy and it's air. It's like this emphasizing Aquarius, 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 and Uranus. <laughs> Can you see mm -hmm. the chart now that's on uh, for East Coast at 9.50 a.m. on the 8th? Now we can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for our visual audiences on YouTube, if you subscribe, YouTube, you'll always be updated with these. And otherwise, for our wonderful podcast listeners listening to us talk about the cosmos, um, we'll try to be remindful of all that. Air. It is with the nodes and airs. It's it, north node in air right now. It's really significant. And it is. It's Saturn at nine degrees Aquarius. South node, no, north node at eight degrees, Gemini. I'm just round, being general. And then with Vesta, the hearth, the goddess of the hearth, our home in Libra, of course, thinking of others at eight degrees. So it's pretty exact. And, you know, grand trines don't know how to quit. They work off each other. It's that flow going down the river. It's, uh, it's uh, So we're working very strongly on what was it? Finding that burst through the storm for the sunlight is that the idea mm -hmm. that's nice well they describe the the lion's gate because it's the eighth day of the eighth month and ah. in ancient religions um considered this you know with how um the there was a big download of cosmic energy uh, because there was an alignment at that time of Cirrus to the pyramids of Giza. And you can see in this chart, I mean, it's so dynamic with all, you know, all that air is fueling that fire, that really strong Leo energy, um, sun, moon, mercury. And with, you know, with the um, Mars and uh, Venus in Virgo, it's ready to take action. It's it's very mer Mercury ruled, so it's it's ready to move. It's ready to take action and ready to just to to do what it needs to do to get things done. And all that Uranus just squaring it there. You see that excitement just exactly as you were describing. Um, it's very very stimulating <laughs> with that uranus square so and it's interesting question. that you said it you know was the lion's gate aligns with the pyramids because you know what's a pyramid a triangle <laughs> yes. triangle is a trine it's showing up there that's so cool and again yeah. looking at the past to the future that janice because the past isn't just last week's tv schedule i keep bringing this up you know as a reminder that to get out of the mundane as we're thinking about it to the extreme longevity of what time timelessness is. So certainly back at Giza, when, because the Sphinx, they think, anyway, it's very, very ancient, more ancient than we think possibly. 
And 15 so degrees of fixed signs is the cross quarters between um, seasons. So that's very prominent because it's within one degree. And um, I don't know if it was Egypt or what country, but they always when um, August 8th around then or when the sun got to 15 degrees of Leo, they would expect the floods to the rain and it would flood. And Yes, the Nile. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's what it was. Very so true. Like, and then... Mm-hmm. Well, Mesopotamia, too, I'm thinking, which was between the Euphrates and the um, Tigris rivers also flooded. It was and my husband was watching on Netflix shows of Egypt as they were unearthing a tomb that was just as many times as a perennial activity there. But this was um, and the point was reminding us what we see now, this arid desert was not existing way back when. Just like now, in other words, our nature changes. Deserts come and they, well, I don't know if they go, but <laughs> they, <laughs> they do develop. And the Sahara Desert, in other words, wasn't always a Sahara Desert. It was a very fertile area. So the flooding was their, their, their sense of food. Yeah, stimulating squares. I like that resolution. I'm thinking we are throughout an entire year where this, urge to change of revolutionize, break the system and go on of Uranus, of, of the outer planet, squaring our structure of, of Saturn. So of now in an innovative sign. So it's, it's toggles or it ties into all this energy. And just looking at the elements, it's true that the air and the fire and the fact that work off each other. And then I'm thinking too with Mercury, I'm I'm thinking of what Sarah and all of you have said, that Mercury in Leo, uh, closely associated, well, if you look at a little more astrology here, but if you go into the parallels, the declinations, which has to do with from Earth, where they're lined up according to the latitude on Earth, that the sun, although it's an exact same degree with the moon, is actually the same declination as Mercury, which is essentially seven degrees away, at least on in this on this framework. So there's all these ways of angling things, but meaning that in the close parallel, when they're at the same latitude like this, want to work together. It's like a conjunction. So it really augments this idea that, as it was brought up with the other personal planets of our, 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 so our thinking cap of Mercury with our ego of sun that's going to manifest has good tools with both our action Mars and our, uh, what we value and desires in Venus in, in Virgo that's going to analyze and weed out what doesn't work, hopefully, you know? So yes, it, there's a lot of, it's going to take work, right? Virgo is work, but it's going to. There's and it's settings. time for a break. <laughs> oh, it is? Yes. Oh, my gosh, it is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. I was going to say in life and in everything. Very good. <laughs> I appreciate that. This is Teamwork, the Cosmos Talking, and we'll be back again with the Moonbeam team. That's Liz, Sarah, and Catherine. Thank you.
take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, Leo the lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hey, this is Tara All, resident astrologer for Sage Goddess in Los Angeles, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we bring the planets and signs to life here on Earth. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, that was a good introduction into our Moonbeam Teens uh, <laughs> talk with the, with the Cosmos as we're talking about this new moon that's coming up on August 8th at 9.50 a.m. in the Eastern Coast at, near the midpoint of Leo. Actually, 16 degrees and 14 minutes of Leo. And because, as, as, as the uh, commentary was saying in that advertising, that oh, now how can we be us in, with our actions? It is really Leo that we're talking about, these affirmations. And energetically, I was noticing, too, the kite, as they call it, where it's a triangle, but there's a sextile. So it, there's this energy, this rolling energy that we talked about, the air of our directions and how we're re developing our strategy maybe with our uh, goals and structure with what matters for our hearth. But meanwhile, it's got a connecting force to, again, the Janus past of the South Node in Sag attached, well, attached because they're so close together with Juno, our alliances. So it really does spell out that from the what we've been experiencing with this moon right now, with the last um, full moon where we're squeezed between how to change with, with structures, this is like an opportunity to kind of get that mojo going. And, and but as a rudder, maybe look at, I don't know if rudder is the right word, but you know, um, where we've been with our attitudes and alliances, and we can change that somehow. <laughs> yeah, some of our relationships or friendships maybe just aren't working for us anymore, or we've changed. I mean, our desires and their desires were all changing, so it's shifting. Um, and before you were talking about Mercury, and Mercury is pretty important in this chart because there's a yod or a finger of God pointing to Mercury from 
Pluto, and Neptune. So it's super emphasized, in my opinion, you know, communication. Um, but we could be getting new messages, new information. Um, so I think it's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, great enlightenment with that. I, I wanted to go back just a minute and look at that Saturn square Uranus and something that um, that you had said, Sue, about the um, rebuilding, you know, and re restructuring. And I thought about, you know, what's happening in Washington, D.C. <laughs> One of the big um, things that's on the table is um, the infrastructure of this country. So I think it shows up there too. It certainly does. The cosmos talks, these energies, absolutely. That's the beauty of astrology is to realize that because collectively we're all those little drops making a big waterfall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good but to know where this is hitting in your chart too. So you're, you're able to brace and prepare for that a little better. Yeah. And back to that yod, very thoughtful because it does rule that north node in Gemini. And it's in the Leo. It ties in a lot and it's struggling. It's struggling here. It's struggling very much by struggle. I mean, it can struggle. And then again, it can be, I guess, the, the, going back to the um, possibilities of new messages through enlightenment. So I was trying to think of the affirmations because we're talking about a new moon. So it is a time to really remember that our intentions matter. That's everything. And the intentions of how we feel and if we can really get a grip. So this is so important to be purging, especially in Leo. It's one of the great manifestors of, I think, the year. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, yes. there's others too. Yes. I know the new moon in Scorpio. Is big equal. One. Mm -hmm. The fixed signs certainly are important. So how we can fit our life to how it works with others, it seems that's, you know, we've spoken on that theme, but it's, what do the Sabian symbols say here? Let's talk about that. Again, well, we started with um, so the Sabian symbol, the present one is 17 degrees, Leo. That's that volunteer church choir making a social event of rehearsal. Liz, do Which, you have the other one? Yeah. And so on that, it's like kind of having a feeling of togetherness because we've been isolated so much. And then the quest degree to move forward is a chemist conducts a, an experiment for his students. So to me, it's like new discoveries coming. You know, it's like, what what are we gonna discover? Well, open. You know, it reminds me too, I think we've spoken, all these entries into space, which of course are controversial on one hand, but oh, yeah. so, you know, it's bringing the space to the public because people are going. And I know that there has been commentary with one individual on television that I've noticed it says, it, which was my thought, you go into space, it's supposed to, quote, change you. And how is it going to change? And I was thinking, because the public is going up there progressively, ideally in this idealistic world, as we're looking at, at, at Yod with Neptune and Pluto, maybe, is there will be a shift of consciousness, yes, 
among people that have the means and direction and connection to uh, direct it, one would hope. Does that resonate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I that would be, you know, I'm hoping that Jeff, Jeff Bezos had a big awakening <laughs> that he's willing to help millions of people by donating <laughs> millions of money to people that need it besides having his mm, phallic shaped mm, hey, I air. I, well, you know, right. Well, it, it is aeronomically in the right direction to go up in space, right? So it, that's right. okay. But I was just thinking, brainstorming, I'm going to say it because it just came to the brain here. What if in that magnitude of wealth, one could consider giving everybody a day off that was refocused? In other words, they would get paid for that day. It wouldn't be like, oh, they get to do their own, their own total time off, but it would be, okay, we're dropping everything here that is your assignment with the idea that that day you contribute and there's this whole choice of how to or else you can ask to contribute on some volunteer method in the world. So it could be as basic as going to a food bank or figuring out how to get more food to the food bank, or it could be on any spectrum that was really uh um, maybe brainstorming how to recycle water in all our houses. Thank you. Or you fight know, the fires. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, exactly. And how to uh, heal the ocean on and on and on. So that Plant would be trees. What a gift. Planting yes, trees. yes, yes. So, you know, there are actions. The world loves action. And I, you know, we dreaming. I know, Liz, you've talked on some personal basis, and it was good to dream, isn't it? <laughs> it Absolutely. is. Because imagination, and that's where Neptune comes in, is the gates are open. Talk about gates. It's like, let's just go for it. Let Saturn later and, and, and Virgo go, you know, this is great, but we'll kind of use that later on the, on, you know, cook it up later. Right now, we'll, we'll freeze it or whatever. But Oh my gosh. Yes, let's hope Bezos has a brain cell awakening. We can pray. <laughs> well, and, and, we, and this... we can all start with our own selves, you know. Yes, first, that's right. Whatever that's we right. can do. And then I can I can pray and hope that <laughs> there is it's a good idea not to project. That's very yeah. true. Projectionism. <laughs> yep. Go ahead, you others. <laughs> I I have here thoughts. Well, in the second Aquarius full moon on August 22nd, uh, Neptune is opposite of Mercury. So it's like, you know, is your story changing? Um, you know, maybe not being so illusional with self. I mean, there's all kinds of like journal and see what kind of messages you can get. Um, the heightened spiritual awareness, which, we, which we've been talking about a lot today. So that, you know, speaking of Neptune and going into that, that's pretty cool. And it's at the last degree of Aquarius. So that's a changing degree. So we started out at a very early degree, a beginning. And then at this full moon, it feels like a real big change is coming. I thought it was interesting that you brought up the yod that's happening um, at 29 Leo. Or no, it's 23 Leo. I've got to get my eyeballs straight. But, um, but it's opposite um it's opposite jupiter 
And so it's almost like there's the Leo can be so confident, so inflated at that time. And, and, um, and even more when it's, it, it can be even more inflated when, uh, Jupiter's involved. So I could see where this could be challenged by the, the time that August 22nd, whatever you declared as truth or, um, committed to could kind of have a check-in <laughs> at this um, August 22nd um, full moon. Oh, that's so, appropriate. That's yeah, good thinking there. So midpoint, that's, and especially yeah. with Jupiter and uh, anything Jupiter has expands. And we also know that numerically, the 28 degrees, it said, is just the full culmination, I think, of that energy. So that's really appropriate to hmm. to recognize. And it's not that far off. You know, we're talking, it's always ahead, but realizing that the, well, let me think. Okay, we're on the 25th. We just had the full moon. So we're working a while for about two weeks till the 8th with the new moon. We seed, uh, we the ideas here that we've been talking about, realizing we have that mental yod of, and that you're bringing up um, too with Jupiter to realize the, the, I don't know, the potentialities, the possibilities and extremes and trying to bring them into some kind of realistic, poor Virgo there, it's got a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do we fix and what is ours to fix? You know, it's just challenging. But what you're noticing is that then we get this second chance to go, hey, it wasn't all that possible. So now maybe can... I overcommitted. <laughs> Good point. Oh, gosh. And there's still an air grand trine, but the planets have changed to Saturn, Venus, and the North Node. So mm. that's really interesting. And then Jupiter and Moon are conjunct. So it's like, pay attention to the mood around you, your own mood, um, and see what happens. It'll be interesting. Can you repeat that first part? That flew right by me. I, I had no time to the, visualize. <laughs> are you talking about the Grand Trine or the no, Jupiter? No, whatever you said. Whatever you said. You went... Bada -bada -bada -bada. Oh, the Jupiter-Moon conjunction. Pay attention to the mood around you. No, no. Before that. Before that. Oh, there was a Grand Trine in air, and the planets have changed oh. to Saturn, Venus, and North Node. Okay, let's stop with that. Saturn, Venus, North Node. Good point. In other words, we're still in an energy cycle, but the play, the teammates have changed, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Exchange what's... teammates. <laughs> right. And what are the teammates Good way now? to put it. Yeah, what are the teammates they're yeah. still Saturn, right? Saturn's still trying to renovate things. We still and have Saturn, but we added Venus. Venus. Right. So what's our values? What's it all about, Alfie? Mm -hmm. Maybe or something. That's a very old movie. I never knew it. <laughs> I never watched it. I just got to delete that out of my brain. Delete, delete. <laughs> the North Node is still there. So yeah, the yeah. difference yes. is Venus. And, what's so, yeah, the, and Venus is in Virgo. What do we love and what do we value and... What's, what do we think of as beauty, as beautiful? And harmonious. Go ahead. Yes. Sorry. Oh, I was just looking at August 22nd. I'm like, that's on a Sunday. And it just, it seems like a beautiful day to, to do a big social gathering. You know, if, or if you go to a, a church or something, maybe it'd be 
good to, or just have a party or barbecue or something just to kind of end the close of summer, that type of thing. It just, there's so many harmonious things um, that are group related, creative and connecting. Um, I, I just think it's a great day. I love that. that because Top Cosmos is going to have their second Astro Jam. Catherine's going to be on it. Along mm-hmm. with, there's going to be eight of us. That'll be fun. Eight people. Yeah. And we're going <laughs> to just spont- our party. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to spontaneously just talk about a couple of charts. Of course, with eight people, and it's all brand new. So we don't really know if we'll get through eight, you know, one chart even. But we, we've got some ideas. So that's very, um, thank you. Supportive. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Good. So, Catherine, you. Do you have, <laughs> Catherine, do you have the Sabian symbol for this one? Oh, for the yeah. 20, and we'll tell our audience, we're talking about the full moon on the 22nd, which is 29 degrees okay. and 40, so we're looking at 17 minutes. Okay. Aquarius. So, oh, this is lovely. It's a butterfly emerging from a chrysalis. Well, that would be the karmic degree. That's the karmic the one. Yeah. So now then let's, let's back Aquarius. up and tell people, excuse me. When we talk about karmic, let's explain what it means because we're saying it's karmic, but that's the actual degree of one degree, right? Is that what you're saying? 29 Aquarius. So it's the degree before the Sabian symbol. Okay. So it's like um, where the karmic that the Sabian symbol, because it's the Sabian's always the rounded off one that Edmund Mark Jones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then this one. So what we're supposed to experience moonlight fields once babylon are blooming white what did it mean once babylon what does that mean well it says let's see an expression of purity innocence and the fruits of the past the hanging gardens of babylon oh yes 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 yeah or a magnificent structure that long ago celebrated the rule of human culture so there's that that in my head i'm like seeing a visual party right yeah. Like what Sarah was saying. So, yeah, it but says also, the energy and power of a place remains. The essence will long remain and the seeds will sprout forth anew. Rewards come from nature's bounty for all like, the work that's been done. Well, Beautiful. it supports that idea of Janice also. I'm just tying in the different conversations we've had of, again, the past with the present and, again, of that the future, full moon yeah. that we're actually experiencing, yes, with the moon of attachment and stories between what we have to purge, what's no longer working with, with Pluto right now that we're talking about that by then we'll have digested somewhat because the moon is digesting too. How do we integrate? What? How do we reprocess it? And along with our new structures. And it, yeah, so that's amazing. So we go from the the last full moon will be the birth, the butterfly, the rebirth, and then mm-hmm. the karmic. And then it'll be the moonlight fields of what happened. And Liz, what's going to be the quest degree? Okay, the quest, which is what the we're next... working towards, or the next degree. Yeah. A crowded public marketplace. Buying, selling, mm-hmm. looking, exchanging. So to me, it sounds like um, businesses are doing better, like or you know, people are feeling more comfortable at that time. So that's pretty exciting. That's well, hopeful. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it goes right back to this seeded time. The seed says it is at the midpoint of Leo, the moon and sun. It the thinking pattern with Leo uh, with little a little yeah Le, uh, Mercury and Leo, which is so attached to that sun. Remember, I was saying declination wise, but it's got good good a good uh, office going. It's got the way I think about it in Virgo, our personal planets. So, in other words, if it's anyway, I'm trying to recap, but it seems like it, there was thought about bountifulness, you know, of our direction. There's a place for all of us to to put it. Is that how you see it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the Especially if we're doing the work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Willing. And maybe that's where the affirmations and coming to realizing it doesn't have to all be logic, which Virgo wants to tend to do, but to let in the Neptunian, like we were saying, the enlightenment for it, you know, maybe ask for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the and moon both- is conjunct Jupiter, so there's optimism there. Mm-hmm. You know, the moon is our emotions. Jupiter is expansive, so that's good. And yeah, I just see um, with that last full moon, you know, a a really great way to connect with things that are unusual, untried cultures, foods, um, people you would never think you'd have a conversation with um, and making new friendships, new alliances, new new connections and relationships that may be birthed out of this. So, yeah. yeah. An invitation to embrace the weird. <laughs> wow. You know, Doesn't I Portland was... have a saying about something about weird? It should because yeah. on the geodetic, yeah, it is weird. Longitude <laughs> on it, it's 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 midheaven. Okay, for for the it's like early Aquarius. It's ruled by early Aquarius, mm. whereas we are very we, which used to be me in Seattle, was very late Capricorn. So yeah, so mm. and and it's also an Aquarian state. So it is very embracing the new, which doesn't always get along. That's interesting. And this, um, the yearly moon phase for both the full moons goes back to February 11th of this year. uh, And that that new moon was at 23 Aquarius. So if we like to look at that, so very exciting. Well, it is. It's hard to relate back. You know, time has gotten kind of, strange with covid i I don't know about everybody but it's hard to gauge the old standards of time you know the experience of it a year is just enormous and you know it is it's difficult i want to get back to this idea about what sarah was talking about having conversations and stuff because that really responded immediately in my own personal and it has to do with cosmos um Omari Martin, who was on May 30th, and I guess we have to tie up. Any rate, was I, I talked with, and he was in, because I have this open date. We have the three panels and an open date, and encouraged me to bring in new people and, and, and yeah. controversial. And so we're going to have, I know Daniel Feverson is going to talk about his terms of what the, the um, declaration was of the independence. 
but it's, we're going to have new things on the horizon. Well, we're getting signed off. This has been Talk Cosmos Moonbeam Team with Liz Mouchette, Sarah Stromley, Catherine Metcalf, the push-pull of emotions. And we thank you so much for joining us with this Talking to the Cosmos. Okay. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thanks. See ya. Okay. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.